Hello everyone and welcome back to Very Cold Lasagna, your filthy casual space for all the filthy casual takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna, and whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to this on your preferred audio podcast platform, welcome to today's episode, episode number 117. Today, we got a lot to discuss about my San Francisco 49ers and their week two uh, matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. And, well, it was a good game for the 49ers, but it was also a costly one for them. And why was it costly? Well, we'll get into it uh, as we go through chugging along through this episode for them. And before I get into some of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode, I do want to mention for the last, uh, the first two weeks of the season, I want to know some of your thoughts about how I'm doing I'm I'm approaching uh, my coverage of the 2022 season. I know it's not the episodic uh, podcast that I done last year, mainly because it's like currently uh, there are a lot of things outside of my life that are happening right now um, that are just out of my control. Um, It's left me with less time to prepare for like regular episodes. But for this particular purpose, I've been actually being able to sit down and preps uh, actual like notes for a podcast episode like this, but just keep that in mind. Um, and you know, I like the, I kind of like the more fast-paced YouTube exclusive episodes. And I know that leaves you the podcast version out of it, but if you want that kind of style of, uh, for the audio listeners out there, uh, let me know, and I could put it out there as like a mini sode for you all too. But let me know your thoughts on that. Um, so I can also give you guys, the audio listeners out there as well, your, your slice of the pie too. So everybody wins that way. So let me know on that. But of course, if you guys want to listen to anything or watch anything in regards to Very Cold Lasagna, you should know what to do. Or if you don't, that's okay too. YouTube, audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts. Follow the show on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. So anyway, we got a show to talk about. The 49ers headed into this week two matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. And it was kind of like an it was kind of like a early must-win situation with, with the 49ers. Because last week, when they faced the Chicago Bears in week one, they it was an ugly game. Very ugly game. And yes, I get it. It was raining. It was like wet and dirty. But even like before that monsoon, before all the heavy rain came down on them, they did not play good. They did not play good in that game. Uh, The play calling was bad. They made Trey Lance run. They made Trey Lance run down the middle with a lot of quarterback design runs, power runs, like a lot of times. And the offensive line didn't protect him that well. And there were too many running plays for him. Not just for him, but for the running backs. And the Bears adjusted uh, before the, the weather started to come down. And they let Justin Fields throw. They, they barely let Trey Lance throw. And why was that? Why was that? So, meanwhile, for the Denver Broncos, uh, not the Denver Broncos, because they lost to, of all teams, the Seattle Seahawks who were projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. They lost to Geno Smith. And 
Who did Geno Smith be? Their old quarterback. Seattle's old quarterback, Russell Wilson. So the Niners headed into their home opener on Sunday. And this was an opportunity for them to pounce and expose on an inferior opponent who's, again, in their rebuilding phase, even though they don't want to admit it, and a division rival in the Seattle Seahawks, who are, again, coming off an upset win over the Denver Broncos on Monday night. And then if they did not beat the Seattle Seahawks in their home opener, they got and they get embarrassed by them by losing to them, they go into the season 0-2. And then you're going to have questions from the local and the national media. And not just from them, themselves, they're, they're, they're going to have questions about, again, whether or not they should bench the starter, Trey Lance. And I said this in my preview. I'm like, they, if they win this game, but Trey Lance has an ugly game, you're still going to have those questions. But, I mean, even if they lose this game, yes, they'll still have those questions. But if Trey Lance has a good game, then I'll be okay with it. I'll be okay with that. But either way, Trey Lance had to do good, look good, and play good in this game against a bad opponent who thinks that they're hot shit against the Seattle Seahawks. And early in this game, they they kind of did look good against Seattle, but it was pretty much the same old story. It was pretty much the same old story like it was in Chicago. I mean, it was still raining. I mean, not as bad as it was in, in Chicago. Obviously, California rain early in September. It's nothing like Chicago rain where it was only like a drizzle. It was only a little drizzle um, in, in September rain. So you only got to see Trey Lance throw once. So Brandon Ayuk. And then from that point onward, it was Jeff Wilson and Tyreen Davis-Price who were trying to duke it out for um, the top running back spot because, let's remember, Elijah Mitchell got hurt in that opening game against the Bears, and he's out for two months. But fortunately for them, they were at least getting the, the job done, finding a lot of open running room. Um, the offensive line, give them a little bit of credit here. They were helping out, um, finding that open running room, and they could score um, in the end zone, but you know, three, three, nothing still early on. Um, and then the, the Niners defensive line brought the heat onto Geno Smith. They go three now. Um, Debo Samuel got that big run into the 49ers red zone, but then, then the big, uh, the big injury that took the, the life out of the, the stadium. So on second and eight, Kyle Shanahan, their head coach, calls a, a, a quarterback power run. So pretty much a run in the middle between the offensive line and the pass rush. And this is the third of the third one, by the way, in the first quarter alone for Trey Lance. And Trey Lance fell body first, or not even body first, he fell backwards. And then Two linebackers tackled him, and he got his leg got crushed. It, it didn't seem that way um, early on, but goddamn, he he got crushed 
for four, and it was all for just a measly four yards. So it, it, initially, it looked like, oh, he was just slow to get up. He was just slow to get up. Um, he just needs to like. It looked like he just sprained his ankle or something. But I mean, I mean, I wasn't able to see it early on. But then, you know, it's bad. You know, it's very bad when the injury cart. You know the ones used for significant injuries. It comes, it comes rolling out, um, and it takes a long time for uh, Trey to regain his composure. Uh, Jimmy G starts warming up. The players are down on one knee, and he gets put on the injury cart. They put a breathing cast on his leg, and he's going back to the locker room. He's ruled out for the rest of the game. It's bad. It's really, really bad. More on Trey Lance later on. So Jimmy G came in. Um, they settled in for a field goal. Go up six nothing. The fans were cheering for Jimmy G. They were like, "Yeah, Jimmy G, he's back!" Woo! They woke him back with open arms. I mean, I mean, what else are you gonna do in that situation? But honestly, it was just, it was just a downer. It was just a downer of a moment. Um, at that time, that first quarter, like kind of like. It really was. So, Jimmy G, at least for the most part, like in the second quarter, it seemed like he changed a bit. It seemed like he did, like, whatever offseason work that he did, even though he didn't really practice with the team because you didn't know what was going to happen to him. It looked like he, he did something. He looked like he was going to do some damage because you thought that they were just going to give up there and there. But no. He actually made some um, at least some nice throws, um, that inspired some confidence. You know, he made a good aggressive throw to Ray May McCloud of Ray 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 McCloud and Ross Dwelly, and Ross Dwelly, the backup tight end, reached for the uh the goal line, um, on a long on a long pass, and scored a touchdown. Thirteen to nothing, 49ers. Nice, nice work, and then. On the next on the next series, Geno Smith had a a pass tip by Talano Hufunga, and the other safety, Deshaun Gibson, intercepted it, gave the offense a chance, another chance. Um, they turned it over on downs, but because they got too aggressive, but you know the momentum was starting to go on the Niners side. You know, the defense was playing very well. The offense, you know, doing pretty solid. Um, with with Jimmy G, I mean. Not not that not great, but they're doing its job, I guess. And then this was like really weird from uh, Seattle, but I mean, I guess it's kind of a good thing because you just saw how desperate, you just saw how cute they were trying to get when they were down thirteen. They they so they go on this run um, with under five minutes left to go, and they're they're near the goal line, then. Whoever their offensive coordinator is, and Pete Carroll, he tries to get cute um, on offense. They try for this wildcat run. That gets stuff. And then on third and goal, they try for a, a Philly special with DJ Dallas. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, if Geno – I don't remember if Geno Smith was trying to be the receiver, but DJ, DJ Dallas, the running back, he tries to throw it in the end zone, but he easily gets picked off 
by Charverius Mooney Ward. And <laughs> it was that was just embarrassing. That was just embarrassing to see, man. Um, by the Seahawks. They, they, they just got too cute. They just got too cute. And then later on, when the Niners had the punt after the two-minute warning, the special teams got goofed. They goofed themselves. Tyler Lockett got bumped by one of his uh, teammates. And they they caused a fumble. Um, and that wasn't even that wasn't even before. They didn't even get to they didn't even get to catch the the punt return. He, they just bumped into each other. So the Niners go up 20 to nothing, going to halftime. Kyle Yushik scores a touchdown. And you think that they're gonna go on a tear. You think that this half time, this first half uh aggression is going to light a fire in the 49ers um in light of Trey Lance's injury. But not really. Not really. I mean, the defense is still performing lights out. Uh, Nick Boza got two sacks in the third quarter. Um, the offense for the Seahawks getting shut down. Um, the, o- the only reason why it ended up being 27-7 to at the end of the game was because the, the Seahawks blocked the field goal when the Niners um, uh, couldn't, couldn't score in the end zone on third down because... Seattle blocked a field goal and they returned it for a touchdown. And that was their only point of the game. They couldn't take advantage of that blocked field goal. So, yeah, it was 27 to 7. Kyle Hustick scored uh, a touchdown after the two minute warning, the final two minute warning, to pretty much seal the deal. Um, And everything before that, yeah, not really exactly inspiring football in the second half for the 49ers. Pretty much a lot of conservative play play calling from Shanahan like a lot of running a lot of run running back play I mean at least you got to see some positive things from your from your running backs in Jeff Wilson and and Tyrion Davis Price but you also got to see the bad side of Jimmy G um that's you got to see why Jimmy G was called Jimmy Garbage Fail you also got to see the offensive line and their, from their first half protection on Jimmy G, kind of regressed a little bit against the Seahawks' very bad pass rush. I mean, how they almost tried to make uh, their pass rush look good. And they were also flag-baiting the defense. Um, there were a couple, there were like one, one or two instances where Ayuk baited the referees into um, calling pass interference. And both times, he success, successfully did it. So, I mean... A win is a win, I guess you could say, but goddamn, this is very costly. This is a very costly victory for the 49ers. I mean, don't get me wrong. The defense played great today. The defense played really good today. I I, I, I was impressed by the play by the secondary. Uh, Hufunga continues to impress me um, in the absence of Jimmy Ward. Um, he, he's stepping up big, um, uh, breaking up passes. Uh, causing turnovers. Uh, Nick Boza um, had a good game too, netting two sacks on Geno Smith, um, creating pressure on the defensive line on the edge. The offensive line also played a solid in the first half before they didn't really do much um, in the second half, enforcing Jimmy G, Jimmy G to throw very, very quickly, and that could be a concern um, for the rest, the rest of the season, especially when they play much better pass rushes 
maybe next week in Denver could be a problem. And maybe like a couple weeks from now, the Chiefs, the Saints, who have much better pass rushes, and if that Niners offensive line cannot hold, yikes. Yikes. Um, but again, the, the running game of Jeff Wilson and Tyron Davis-Price, you know, this was a good start for them um, in the absence of Elijah Mitchell. And if they can continue to find open running lane, it, it could be a, at least something uh, until maybe next season. Um, some things I would like to see them improve on for week three um, as they go into their Sunday night matchup against Denver in the mile high. Now that, well, now that uh, Trey Lance is gone, they better do something. They better at least try to make a competent offense under Jimmy Garoppolo. I bet Kyle Shanahan's going to be like, nope, we're sticking to the running game. We're going to stick with Jeff Wilson and Tyron D. Price. Like, no ifs and buts about it. Uh, we're going to make Jimmy G. Like, we're still going to make him in a pass, but at a, at the less degree that we've done before. Like, bitch. Bitch. Like, can't you... Like, can't Kyle Shanahan ever call a balanced play call? Can he, can he ever have a balanced play calling uh, plan? Like, ever? Like, he's so over-reliant on the run. He really is. And then when he's forced to, to call passing plays, it's like, it's always un, like when the the spotlights are brightest. It really are. It is. It really is. Um, something I also want to see is, well, hopefully now that he's, he's in the starting position again, I would like to see, and especially with a very bad offensive line like he had in 2017, Jimmy Garoppolo scramble outside the pocket more frequently like can he at least so some signs of that because when before he tore his acl in 2018 he was able to make some plays some solid plays outside the pocket when he did those off throw um outside outside the pocket plays um in those five games that he started in 2017 and those two games in 2018 and then after he tore his ACL, he just became a complete statue. Like he was super glued into the ground. We got to see at least more of that. Uh, more of those um, pre-ACL Jimmy um, from 2017. Uh, at least the rest of the way. Because, yeah, that offensive line is so bad. It's so bad right now. It's like it's going to force him to get out of the pocket more. Otherwise, he's going to get sacked. It, it's going to force him to get sacked. It's going to force him to lose the ball. Like, something's got to give here. And then hopefully George Kittle will be healthy enough to play in week three against the Broncos because, well, they're going to need him. Um, because, like, without him, this, this passing attack is kind of lacking um, without him. So hopefully he's healthy enough to play. So let's now talk about the the Trey Lance injury more in depth like because I have a lot to say uh, about this about this injury and that I I didn't get to say like I can't really say on like a long ass Twitter thread or in a separate YouTube video because there's just a lot of things I want to say so of course as I mentioned Trey Lance took a big hit from two Seattle players 
um, after Kyle Shanahan called a quarterback power run on second and eight. I don't know why you decided to do that on second and eight when you usually do it on a third down. And it was the third one, the third one that you that Kyle Shanahan had done with over three minutes in the first quarter. So, my God, it was it just it just it just baffled me. It just really baffled me that we've all you've already seen three QB runs. Like I mentioned this, like in my preview on Friday, no, not Friday, Saturday. Why why does he continually insist on making Trey Lance a runner so much? I'm like sure, he did that so much in college. But you have to see him. You have to see what he's going to look like as a passer because people are going to figure out that they're going to stuff the run like they've been doing the last two games. So, and you don't know what he is as a thrower. You don't. So, like, how are you going to know if you don't call plays that are designed for him to actually throw the ball, dropping back to pass? And not relying so much on the play action. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So, of course, Trey Lance goes down. Um, and it initially seemed like he was just slow to get up. Um, he was just taking a moment to catch his breath. But he was down on the ground for a really long time. Um, and then eventually, they got on, they got him the cart. And keep this in mind. I was at that game. <laughs> These are why my thoughts. This is, that's why I thought this way. So they got the cart for him. They put the cast on his leg. And yeah, it was a leg injury. And my initial thought was like, oh God, I hope it's not a serious leg injury. I mean, sure, they got the cart for him. I just hope it's not a serious leg injury. Hopefully it's just like a multi-week injury that doesn't take him out for the season. Like if he takes him out for the season, then... Fuck. Like, it, I don't, it's going to do some serious dents to the Niners playoff hopes. It may be long term. So, yeah, it took a while for me to pro, like, to process that, that it was a real serious injury. And, well, it turned out to be a serious injury. He's out for the season. Yeah. He's out for the season with a broken ankle. And yeah, I, I, when I went back here at home to watch some, uh, the highlights and saw some pictures on Twitter, uh, broken angle. Yeah. It reminded me of the Dak Prescott injury from 20 and 2020. Yeah. 2020. I was like, well, fuck. So yeah, this was what I was worried about with Trey Lance. And I mentioned this in my preview on, on Saturday, if Kyle Shanahan continued to keep calling these power runs or like making Trey Lance run in general, whether it was by design or like by instinct. And don't get like, don't get me wrong. Trey Lance usually like runs by instinct. But Kyle Shanahan calls, has been calling these, these runs by design. And he does it so frequently. That's what makes me so mad. That's what makes me so mad about this injury. He was running Trey Lance into the ground. And that's exactly what happened to him. And it only took two weeks for it to happen. It took two weeks for Kyle Shanahan to run Trey Lance into the ground. And he's not taking any blame for it. 
he's not take he doesn't want he refuses to take any blame for it. He's just like like the Bills do it, other teams do it. So what's wrong with me doing it? It's like the the problem is Josh Allen doesn't the the Bills and Sean McDermott don't run Josh Allen into the ground and Josh Allen Josh Allen runs by instinct. And they only call uh power runs for Josh Allen like a good 15 or 20% of the time. And they had to do it last year because the Bills running back sucked ass. They sucked ass last year. What was the excuse here? What's the excuse here to make Trey Lance run so much? As a story, as a starting quarterback. It makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense. So, like, I, I really, I, I really am baffled with this injury for Trey Lance. I, and I feel bad for him. I really feel bad for him. Like, what does this do for us? Like, confidence. He's basically missing another year of like development, growth, confidence as a as a long term starter, a potential. Not elite quarterback yet because we don't know what he's gonna look like, and a fri- potential franchise quarterback for Trey Lance because now we don't know. We don't know what Trey Lance is gonna be. We don't know how he's gonna play when he comes back. And again, I hope and he's gonna have a healthy and full recovery, and I know he will. But how is he gonna be when he comes back? Because let's remember. How Jimmy G was when he came back from that torn ACL um, in 2018. And look how he is like from 2019, uh, that 2019 season to now. Yeah. Explain that one to me. So with Trey Lance, yeah, like I said, he's basically a quarterback that's been at home for three years. 2020, his last year in North Dakota State was a pandemic one. 2021, Sitting behind Jimmy G, only playing two games in relief. And then, yeah, that first game that he started in Arizona, he got hurt. Um, he hurt his knee in that one. And then now, 2022, he's out for the season with this ankle injury. Yeah, good job, Shanahan. Good job. And you can say, oh, Trey, that's Trey Lance's fault. Trey Lance, Trey Lance decided to run. Like, did he? Like, maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Either he didn't protect, maybe he didn't. He didn't protect himself. Sure, he he could have, but Kyle Shanahan didn't put him in a situation to protect himself. I'm just saying that if Kyle Shanahan let let Trey Lance get get an opportunity to throw the damn ball more, let him at least try to develop a sense to throw it to Debo. Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, um, and even his backup tight end, Ross Dwelly. If he got an opportunity to throw, he would still be he would still be here. I mean, that's not a, a despite Jimmy Garoppolo. Because uh, for all uh the flaws I see in him, he's a he's a good guy. But Trey is the long term. But now you have questions about him. Now you have questions about him. And it's like, 
like, what are you doing to him? Like, like, you just create questions about him, and now it makes you look bad for wasting three first-round picks on him. Three! So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And in a sense, it makes Kyle Shanahan look bad for being extremely defensive about, oh, the other teams do it. So, Kyle Shanahan is the play caller. He's the head coach. But rather than, again, enlisting trust in Trey Lance, developing him, it seems like he has no interest in either of that. It seems like he would rather go with the flow. He would rather just stick with his guns, think about himself, and put his quarterback in a situation as if he was in the freaking Olympic Games as a javelin. As a freaking javelin. And I don't know. Does Kyle Shannon really care about the long-term future of how the game is played? The long-term outlook of the quarterback position does he care about winning a super bowl at all does he i mean sure he is he, he has some good play calls but at the end of the day what has that won him what has those creative play calls won him i know for sure i mean this is not to slight him um uh, but at the end of the day, has it won him the big one yet? Has it won him the Super Bowl yet? I'm, I'm just saying. So, going forward, I hope Trey Lance, you know, comes back healthier, faster. You know, this, uh, this helps him prepare for the 2023 season. And, you know, hopefully, he he's able, he's given an opportunity to throw the damn ball whether it's by Kyle Shanahan or some other coach in 2023, if Kyle Shanahan is still the coach by then. And speaking of which, now that Jimmy Garoppolo is back on the center, Kyle Shanahan better hope he he can coach this team with a bad offensive line, even with a strong defense, st- uh, a mid quarterback with a even worse offensive line than last year. Because if he can't coach this team to the playoffs. If Jed York had any ins- instance of ruthless aggression in him, he might as well just fire Kyle Shanahan. He should and will fire him. He should. And I say this because this is for the idiocy. It's for the stupidity that he has caused onto the quarterback room and putting Trey Lance in danger. And basically... Putting him out of the season with the stupidity of his play calling. So, yeah. Trey Lance is out for the season with the broken ankle and, and in comes back in. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, I mean, I guess it's good that they saved them because they would have went like with a pretty much mainly Super Bowl caliber roster with the defense, um, even with a bad offensive line, um, good receiving core. Like, if it was Brock Birdie at the helm, they would have probably been competing for a high draft pick that they don't even have anyway because they owe it to the Dolphins. So, I guess in a sense, it's good that they have Jimmy Garoppolo, but let's see where he can take them 
with a bad offensive line against better teams in 20, the rest of the way. So let me know your thoughts. Um, however you're listening to this podcast, however you're consuming it. Um, Niners fans, how are you feeling about this injury um, to Trey Lance or just in general if you're for NFL fans? How are you processing through this uh, Trey Lance news or like however you can, whether you're um, upset about it or celebrating it. Let me know your uh, takes however you can um, on social media at Very Cold Lasagna or on YouTube, same way. But that is it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna. Thank you for tuning in to episode 117 of this filthy casual show. And as always, eat that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. And until next time, peace out.